Hello and welcome back to Willenberg Crypto. My name is James Gore and this video is for the 20th of April 2020. Going to be doing technical analysis on the general markets and Bitcoin. Then in some key news for the past 24 hours. It's been a very interesting couple of days, guys. Very, very interesting. Um, but before we do jump into it, of course, don't forget to subscribe and like this video or subscribe and follow on the audio platforms that this is on. Um, and of course, don't forget to go to balloonbearcrypto.com forward slash insider. Sign up to the mailing list because we will be posting some good content on there very, very soon. So very quickly, you're going to take a look at equities markets. So equities markets are still, um, you know, seeing upside just because the Fed is printing. At least in the US, the Fed is printing money um, and they're, they're bailing out a lot, of, a lot of sectors. So we're going to continue to see this move until that kind of stops again this is really a representation of the economy so much as opposed to just how these companies are being bailed out at the moment i would like to say though if you do take a look at spy spx dow jones industrial average um we're all it seems to be slowing down a tiny bit and approaching uh, a bit of a resistance level on both well all of those charts really take a look at uh, UKX, which is representation of the FTSE, um, we're kind of not seeing the same upside just because we're not getting as much of a bailout. And we can see a bit of a bit of a wedge forming. Um, I do think if we're going to see continued, almost complete halt of um, the global economy, or even when you know, or American economy, or British economy, or European economies, um, just due to lockdown, then at some point we will see a drop. People, some people are calling for a V-shaped recovery. I honestly don't think that's going to happen just based on how uh, the fundamentals are playing out at a certain point that this is just going to run out of steam and we all start to see a more of a significant representation of what's likely to happen moving forward. Uh, big one today is oil. Oil is falling off a cliff. We were expecting, I did call for $15 a barrel. I said that would be my buy buy signal but it's $13 it's now currently $12.73 and it's got a, it's a Marabozu candle which means there is no buy support here it doesn't seem like it at least at least in WTI let's quickly drill a bit deeper just into oil just to see if it's slowing down but if we're looking here there's, there's only really one candle where you see, and you see any kind of significant bounce um, or upside even temporarily and that was from the $14 to the $16 range so literally falling off a cliff absolute marabozo candle and there's no real sign of slowdown at the moment um i did say was buying at 13 dollars, and we're not too far away from 13 dollars. but i think this is an amazing trade for me personally it's not financial advice but if you were looking to hold something that's not correlated to crypto not correlated to equities not not too significantly correlated to equities um oil is there oil is there and it's likely at some point it's going to just due to due to policies being put in place in the states when the economy does recover um oil is likely to be likely to be bailed out anyway so we're likely to see um some dramatic upside if you're willing to hold for more than a few years um you know kind of have a short-term investors approach investors approach with this one um 
Anyway, moving on to what we love talking about here on the channel, and I'm sure you're most interested in, which is BTC and cryptos in general. So we're just going to look at BTC on the daily charts. So we had a bit of a... So I'm just going to give a bit of a story about what I've been doing the last five days, week or so. So I've been experimenting with a new indicator and something I don't like, a style of trading I don't like doing is scalping on the short time frames. Just use the volatility. Of course, volatility can be quite useful um, to play with. But we've basically been tried trading sideways most of the time in some form of compression pattern that breaks out. Okay, once we've, once we've started to have kind of you know, finish with these more significant moves. We just start to start trade. We start trading a range ultimately, and that's really seen on the larger time frames. And if you drill all the way down to the short time frames, we're seeing the same thing ultimately. Um, what's really interesting is trading during periods of low volatility on the weekends, because typically speaking, those aren't times you'd make significant amounts of money. Um, weekends can be a bit tricky, but scalping shorter time frames is actually a lot of potential and this and this indicator has been really not accurate because that's not that's not the best way to uh, talk about it just because i wasn't profitable in all my trades but majority of my trades are significantly profitable and it's on par if not better than some of the things i'm doing so the only problem is the time of day i was doing these scalps it was basically mostly 11 p.m. Uh, GMT time to 6 a.m. Uh, 6 a.m., which is is really unhealthy. So um, I, I was doing other work during that time. So because I'm working on the website, um, but the the mere fact that during those times making money was just very interesting to me, especially when it's a style of trading I do not typically like to do, um, just because it's a bit. A bit impractical for me personally but moving on to btc I'll, I'll keep you guys updated about that and i'll probably talk about that at some point in more depth but the reason why i'm okay the reason why i'm really interested in that is options trading and trading leverage on scalp time frames during uh periods of low volatility because if you're trading high if you, you can actually trade decent level you could probably trade some leverage on these scalps on shorter time frames or use options trading because you could probably use options trading on the short time frames to make some really decent funds. And it looks like options trading is going to be more popular in the next 12 months. So that's kind of like what I'm preparing for. But um, just to experiment with. But uh, again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. But let's talk about Bitcoin. Let's talk about Bitcoin. I digress. So Bitcoin's currently trading at 7,060 USD. Key things I spoke about previously was about breaking through the 50-day moving average. So we were rejected, rejected from the 50-day in the last couple of weeks. Once, twice, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times. Then we broke above, which was beautiful. Broke above with a bullish engulfing candle. Wasn't the most bullish scenario, however, just due to volume, just due to the rest of the macro pattern, a broader pattern that's, that's uh, appearing since Bitcoin drops to about 4K. However, again, we're seeing uh, compression. So if we take a look at uh the four hour time frame we're probably going to see it here but ultimately we have if i turn off the not the candles we need the candles turn off the moving average once we broke above the 50-day moving average we also ultimately had a price compression so that was exemplified by high low low high high low and now we had a bit of a breakdown and a bit of a bit of upside. So what am I expecting to see moving forward? Well, 
I'm not expecting to see anything just yet because I think we're there's so much chop at the moment. Um, it's better to be more reactive at the moment, personally speaking, um, or using Bitcoin as a bit of an indicator as to where, where the cryptos are going to go. So once we do see some kind of upside or downside. So with BTC at the moment, all I'm looking for is healthy trading above the 50-day moving average. What is healthy trading? Basically, just like the 50-day moving average was, we were rejected from. Sorry, not we, BTC. BTC was rejected from. Seeing BTC bounce from the 50-day or uh, or find support along the 50 day that'd be fantastic also seems like the 50 day moving average is slowly going to start moving smoothing out roughly around uh, the 6800 usd mark um, that's quite significant because it basically means if we can maintain that support we've already got previous price history in that range and it means we're going basically can range trade between 6,800 and 8,000 USD. Why do I say 8,000 USD? Well, if you remember the previous charts have been, previous videos have been charting, we have previous price history that's been supportive resistance at 8,055 US dollars. $8,000 is a round psychological level, so it's likely to have some people looking to place their shorts just below so they get filled, so that will have a negative impact on, on, on the price action of BTC, likely see a rejection from there. Plus we have the 50, sorry, plus we have the 100 and 200 moving average completely coalescing on the 8,050 USD mark. So the 100 is just above and the 200 is just below. So it's likely they're gonna uh, continue uh, to move horizontally in the next week or so and we shall see some uh, range trading that's only if 50 day moving moving average is respected as support if we break below then we're likely to see some lower levels and i have to kind of adjust on the fly as to the levels we kind of talk about but um if i turn on volume profile visible range that'll give us a bit of information there so if we do break below the 50 day moving average interestingly enough it looks like we have the poc point of contention let's see if this loads like so, there we go. A bit more useful for most recent price action. So we have POC at 6,700 USD. We have a actually some decent amount of support. It looks like the highest volume nodes are coming to play a support from where we are between 6,700 and 7,000 USD. So we've got a $300 range of actually quite decent uh, action there. But if we do break below the 50-day moving average, likely to break below the POC, and we're likely to hit around 62 to 6,300 USD on the BTC and see a bit of a bounce. So that's what I'm seeing moving forward. I was going to publish that to TradingView, but I thought I'd get the video out first. Let's take a quick looky look at some altcoins just before I do move on. So I haven't been looking at altcoins too much outside the top 20 just mostly been scanning them and playing Ethereum because I'm, I'm again, again, I mentioned uh, Ethereum was likely to have a break, did have a break and had had a, has, had a beautiful move on the way up. So uh, if I hide all the drawing tools, I'll just remove them. There we go. What are we seeing? So we do have this candle that hasn't closed today just yet. It just looks like a bullish reversal hammer that is, uh, is actually forming inside, inside of a bit of a pennant or flag, depending on how this trades. It hasn't closed yet, so it could could you know things could completely change. But just looking at Ethereum versus Bitcoin, if we do close with this uh, hammer, we're, we're just seeing more price compression, and we're seeing seen we've already seen a continuation of this move. 
So if we do form some type of flag or pennant, I would arguably say we're probably exhausting this move at the moment. So if I turn on volume profile visible range again, and if I just modify the number of, let's see, it's probably, there we go. Get a bit of, we get a bit of an idea of what we're playing with here. So just looking at Ethereum versus uh, Bitcoin pair, um, next key kind of level of resistance is actually at 0.027 Satoshi mark, roughly. Um, so we don't have as much room to move with. So as this as this as this uh, starts to play out, I mean, there are some different ways you can play this. Um, looking at the hourly time frame, you could start buying roughly around where we found some recent support uh, with Ethereum. So again, it's a, that'd probably be a bit too risky at the moment, actually, if I'm completely honest. It makes more sense to wait for the pattern to form and wait for, your, for a break and then uh, make an entry. So you can set alerts um, on on these patterns. So you get, you know, you get an alert so you can kind of uh, make your entry if it gets hit. But um, just going back to the daily time frame, what would make the most sense is if we do see a rejection um, that would... Uh, see price action start to trend back downwards just due to 0.0233 satoshis so um different things happening different things happening i do it does seem like it's, it's almost on its last legs of this um but we shall see it all depends on how this pattern plays out because if we have if we have a nice break to the upside and good good strong uh, push across the markets i mean a lot of people are getting their stimulus checks and i'll talk about some potential new um money entering crypto soon so you could see some continued upside, but it's all up in the air. Let's take a look at one last coin, Tezos. Basically seeing the same pattern playing out. It looks like it's a very uh, horizontal trading, so much chop at the moment. Um, lots of wicks on these candles. If we drill down into the shorter time frames, look at the hourly time frame. Very, very choppy. Um, so yeah, again, it's patience with a lot of these altcoins. Uh, Stella is finally breaking out, finally, finally breaking out. Um, looks like it's formed a pennant that's broken out. It's up 5.69%. I did mention Stella, I think last video, two videos ago. Um, so just in terms of a long-term hold or swing, swing trade, um, provided, provided Bitcoin, you know, respects the current market structure, um, we're probably going to see some decent upsides from Stella, which is interesting. Anyway, that's it for the technical analysis section of this video. Again, don't forget to uh, go to bloombearcrypto.com forward slash insider. I am building out that website. It is taking about six months to do this, taking quite some time, over six months. Um, but I really think it's going to be an amazing uh, resource for everyone. I'm going to put literally everything on that website. It's just a single point for you guys to uh, learn, uh, trade with others, get uh, coin picks, signals that I'm going to be calling, but also traditional markets as well. And it's going to talk about financial literacy as well, because what do you do with all this money that you're making from the crypto space and beyond to do something with it? So I'm going to be touching on that over there. So anyway, moving on to the news for the past 24 hours plus. So let's talk about some metrics. I've been talking about fundamental metrics that isn't priced that can help 
indicate which way Bitcoin is going to go. And um, there's a lovely article from Bitcoinist.com. So Bitcoin investors haven't done too well over the past two months, despite nearly 100% recovery from the $3,700 lows on March 12th. The cryptocurrency remains more than 30% below the 2020 highs near $10,500. I think that's really ridiculous, that first sentence, because saying they haven't done too well in a black swan event um, in the liquidity crunch i think bitcoin is probably the most um representative asset class of anything that's being traded at the moment um of what's happening it's a really good indicator but more crucially bear in mind this is a 10 year old new type of money people have a lot of expectations on it to perform a particular way based on narratives that have kind of been pushed around usually by shillers and scammers or people that have um a bias understand that we are so early to the game with with cryptocurrency we're doing something that's never been done i say we but it's not we um bitcoin is doing something that's never been done which is which is private money for the people that can't be confiscated well can be confiscated but confiscation resistance it's 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 harder money it's revolutionary it really is expecting it to, to perform in some insane fashion that ignores human psychology it, which is what technical analysis basically is a representation of is a bit is a bit much i think honestly bitcoin's bitcoin's still outperforming if you if you look at year to date bitcoin's the high, best performing asset so it's outperformed equities outperformed everything else outperformed gold for sure um it's maintained one percent value considering current current situation other markets haven't yes bitcoin you know during the black swan event saw significant downside not too much not too dramatically different from equities or other markets but just due to how bitcoin's been performing since its correction and uh absolute low since the 2020 2017 high it still maintain a lot of value a lot of value and it's uh still up more than other markets so it depends on where you're you're measuring it from anyway uh bitcoin bull rally is brewing this article says uh, a crypto analyst at brave new coin the number of weekly active addresses on the bitcoin network recently breached a nine-month high surmounting levels seen all throughout the late 2019 and 2020 bear market so key things to bear in mind with this go take this with a pinch of salt but this is bullish um I have a lot of anecdotal evidence that I think many other people do of people that have heard of Bitcoin that I've mentioned Bitcoin to are now asking, coming to me, hey, how do I buy this Bitcoin stuff? It does have to do with what's happening from a macro perspective. Um, but the problem with just looking at the, the total number of addresses is, for example, each time you... Um, each time you... Uh, receive a new uh, receive Bitcoin from someone new you should be creating a new wallet address anyway um, that's tied into your main seed key um, for privacy so this could either be an indication there's more transactions on the network which is highly possible or it's just more users on the network I think it's a bit of both to be honest with you um, but money new money is flooding into this space anyway so very interesting stuff moving on to the next article so Bank of China says digital yuan will not cause inflation well We'll see. We'll see what their case is. But um, if they're basically creating new money for this one, then it will. The only way it wouldn't create inflation is if they've been if they burn money, which they could potentially do. They've actually been burning money anyway, uh, just due to COVID. But 
Bank of China's secretive digital currency tests have led to tremendous curiosity among Chinese citizens. Recently, the bank responded with an official explanation of the pros of digital yuan and how it could work. A bank rep confirmed on the China Central Television on April 19th that the new digital currency, also referred to as DCEP, for digital currency slash electronic payment, pilot tests have been carried out in Shenzhen, Suzhou, uh, Zhao, Zhongan, new area. Okay, so let's talk about why they suspect why they're saying it won't cause inflation so um in order to assure that the central bank's digital currency is not oversold commercial institutions will pay 100 percent reserves to central banks says the institution in other words any time of issuance the people's bank of china will first exchange the digital currency to banks or other operating operating agencies these agencies will then release the digital currency into public circulation so Basically, the banks will be buying a central currency from a uh, central bank and then they'll release the digital, crypts, the, the digital currency to, to the public. It's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be used to track people uh, people, and even, even more so in China. Um, it'll be very interesting to see when other central banks release their crypto release their digital currencies because i can see if there's helicopter money that'll probably be a more effective way to, to send people money than what's happening currently especially in america just because um you know we, we've had a lot of banks being completely unable to to um uh, uh, be able to uh, deposit funds into the or just manage the uh, deposit from central from the government stimulus checks based not stimulus checks but deposits into their accounts just because of such a, a dramatic demand on the on the network anyway moving on let's talk about uh a few more articles regarding uh tr traditional banks looking to traditional markets looking to no sorry central banks looking to move into the crypto space so um consumers trust central bank digital currencies over privately issued privately issued crypto assets more so so this was an interesting survey well, i always think about you know who are these people that are being surveyed but so crypto.com and the economist teamed up to survey more than 3000 consumers on issuing issues concerning crypto assets the survey found far greater trust in central bank digital currencies or cbdc's than digital cryptocurrencies indicating that crypto is still yet to gain widespread trust from the public that's absolutely fine as we expected especially considering the narrative that's going to be pushed forward from these central banks which is crypto is used for drugs money laundering tax evasion uh it's used for criminal it's used for criminals by criminals if you touch that stuff you're bad um and um use ours instead so the first survey found that 38 percent consumers consider decentralized cryptocurrencies not to be trustworthy 26 express trust in decentralized crypto well a quarter of people that's actually really high while 25 percent they sit in the middle wow that's actually really amazing considering 38% doesn't look too bad now compared to the rest of the stats. 11% uh, indicated they did not have an opinion. Amazing. So let's move on. So just very quickly, Russian, Russians withdrew a year's worth of cash in a month over the coronavirus fears. So it's very interesting to see Russia's the, the, uh, the people of Russia's response to coronavirus. Some people were buying toilet paper, some people were buying food, some people were doing other things. Russians were withdrawing as much money as they could because they're afraid of a bank run. Basically, they saw this as, as a uh, serious economic event as opposed to um, a civil or a, um, you know, a survival event, really. Um, but if you think about it, you know, there are, there are 
different approaches to to money in different countries for example germany there's a much more of of a privacy and sovereignty position in terms of germans approach to money so they feel like cash is king mostly and don't like the idea of of banks knowing how they're spending their money ultimately so very different approach um you know to in terms of uh in terms of different countries responses to money ultimately if we look at the uk much there, there is this and i'd say the us as well there's a lot of uh um not caring or not interested or if there's if there's don't have something to hide then there's what's the problem you know in terms of privacy when it comes to freedom of expression through money which is what money is a form of expression you can you should be free to spend your money how you like doesn't mean it shouldn't come without consequences but um there should be some privacy to that as well um moving on to the next piece so google facebook and apple needs to kill bitcoin this is on forbes.com an article on forbes.com titled google facebook and apple needs to kill bitcoin but the billy bamber contributor to the crypto blockchain uh, piece so what is this article talking about so it's talking about their competitiveness and where they can go so there is no doubt that facebook especially but also google also apple are looking to expand um or make more money or expand control i'd probably say make more money first so you know facebook facebook's a pretty dead platform in some regards in terms of who's using it versus who, who was using it before in terms of its life cycle it's on this this more it's, it's leaning towards later stages of its life cycle especially considering how um ad platform which is fantastic but it means that it's not really a pat- platform people go to anymore to really get the latest the latest and greatest that being sold to quite a bit um there are some people but mostly their core demographic that was really the heart of the platform it has has long since left a lot of people still have accounts but a lot of people just don't use facebook as much as they used to um also the whole thing about facebook's approach to privacy it's it's very it's very controversial and a lot of people kind of have tried to detach but um this means facebook and these other companies have to move into another market and money private money is is a way for them to do that now bitcoin is a complete uh it's complete competition to to their success in long term um you know for creating their private money but risk speaking um there there isn't there isn't really a chance there isn't not a chance but there isn't any any uh, reason why um you know provided they follow you know be a super compliant private kyc aml respecting uh digital currency any reason why they won't you know if they do comply to, to the regulations that governments will provide why they won't be able to create this private money so once that that once that line is crossed then apple will follow google will follow other companies will follow because you know facebook's already done it and once that happens then we're going to have a real competition we're going to have a lot of competition between these companies trying to create private money we're going to have competition between uh, these companies and central governments central banks and then it's going to come down to um bitcoin i do say bitcoin and not other blockchains just because bitcoin from a, a point of failure standpoint isn't a company there's no company behind it there's no single individual that they can sue or or you know 
you know, um, defame. Um, these these companies, it will ultimately, it'll ultimately come come down to like Bitcoin versus the rest. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens. But in their game plan, please do not think that you know there won't be future attacks on Bitcoin from central governments, central banks. Um, and private companies as well that already established like Google's, Facebook's and Apple's. Um, so do bear that in mind. Moving on to more crypto specific stuff. So Chainlink, let's talk about Chainlink. So Chainlink demand may surge with potential MakerDAO integration. So Chainlink's utility may expand as DeFi stablecoin project MakerDAO gets recommendations to add Link as collateral. Insane stuff. I can't believe Link is taking off so much. Um, the lack of dire liquidity over the past month could see the integration of Chainlink as a new collateral in MakerDAO ecosystem. The centralized Oracle token may hope help increase die supply and strengthen stability the implementation could see link uh, see demand for link increase subsequently pushing its price up absolutely jesus christ how has link been on the absolute tear it's one that i missed um it was a top performing asset of last year it looks like it's top performing asset of this year um the second one was binance binance coin and that was my pick um so I, so I was ma- did manage to pick the, you know, the second best performing coin um, on the channel. But um, when I'm reading stuff like this, it just seems like c- continual upside for, for Link. Honestly, I'm just very surprised. So it seems like Link is, um, you know, what was once considered an absolute shitcoin has some kind of... Uh, some increasing fundamental aspects that will drive up price uh, medium to long term so very interesting stuff next up crypto analyst says clear competitor ethereum emerging as binance reveals plan to launch smart contract platform um so i don't know who this analyst is but ultimately binance is releasing uh binance chain with smart contracts oh well, well binance chain already exists but uh basically that they're they're, they're, they're they're developing the binance chain to be compatible with Ethereum, expanding the blockchain ecosystem, allowing it to work with most decentralized apps uh, with minimal charges. So let's read a quick quote. So let's take advantage of the relatively mature application of the community. BSC, which is Binance Smart Chain, chooses to be compatible with existing Ethereum mainnet. The implementation should leave room for BSC to catch up for further Ethereum upgrades. And if you think about this from a developer standpoint, um, probably are people developing on, on Binance Chain already. I'm sure there's some strong incentives for that but i think in terms of binance coins uh use case of or or fundamental aspects this is likely to drive up binance coins value especially when it comes to interoperability um think about it we have a lot of stable coins stable coin growth has basically been been fundamental to ethereum network you know um seeing more and more uh, stablecoins take off on Ethereum would likely to start seeing the same on Binance chain, especially if there's um, starting to see these chains being more and more interoperable. So it's it's a lot, it's a very long term thing, um, but there's really no reason why this you know this wouldn't be possible. Um, some very interesting stuff. Next up, last two pieces of news. So new massive COVID nineteen stimulus payments proposed by U.S. representatives. When I read this. I was so surprised because this is pretty much what should have happened initially because $1,200 for 10 weeks for people to live on, what is that? I just, that's, that's honestly, that's, I think that's quite ridiculous. 
I saw an amazing statistic, which was basically what percentage of the money printed uh, went to um, went to, was was bailing out uh, companies and businesses versus uh, individuals, and it was five percent for individuals. So that was a twelve thousand dollar check. And this is a total of all the people versus ninety five percent. Okay. Bear in mind, the individual is going to be paying for the, all of it through inflation. So, so ultimately, you know, out of I think it was out of forty uh, k total as an individual, you basically you, you basically got one thousand two hundred dollars. Insane. But um, we have some lawmakers creating the CARES Act, not not the CARES Act. Sorry, um, proposing further massive expenditures to help U.S. taxpayers cope until the crisis passes. So they're looking to propose couples four thousand dollars a month and individuals two thousand dollars a month every month. Um, the bill is designed to help those that fell through the CAC, uh, crack of the CARES Act. Uh, a second proposal, also democratically sponsored, would offer a massive cancellation of rent for the entire nation. This bill suggests complete rent forgiveness program lasting up to a year, beginning retroactively 13th of March. I think that's going to cause serious issues because if you're not, if if landlords aren't getting their rent checks or rent money, you know, bear in mind that all these landlords have mortgages. You have to have mortgage forgiveness as well. Um, for as long as there's rent forgiveness, otherwise they're going to default on their mortgages. And then we have another issue. So it's just feeding up the chain. But a lot of these people are probably going to buy Bitcoin. If they, They're likely to buy Bitcoin. We already saw a massive amount of people buying Bitcoin with the stimulus checks. Um, so those people are probably going to continue to buy Bitcoin. It's very interesting the different government approaches to, um, to this whole situation. I do think the British government's done a really a better job than American. I'm sorry for listening to this in the American if if you're and you're in America, but the British government basically said, listen, um we're going to give businesses we're gonna pay businesses eighty percent of your paycheck so you don't have to lose your job um during this time. So you you get you get eighty percent of your total income month after month um until this is all done. So I think it's a bit of a different approach, but I think it's a bit better. Uh, but it just means you can't get free money ultimately. Because bear in mind, in America, some people are getting checks that are working already. Next up, probably worst piece of news from the last week or so. DeForce is a DeFi protocol. A leading DeFi protocol loses 99.9% of funds in the latest test of DeFi's resilience. $25 million hack, guys. Um, so this is, a, this, this is a serious issue with DeFi because... This is what in this year, the third or fourth one I've seen of the hack of decentralized finance or 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 arbitrage in such a way where people are losing funds. So according to DeFi data aggregated DeFi Pulse, the total value of funds locked in DeForce's protocol has fallen from almost $25 million to $10,000 overnight. Jesus Christ. On-chain data indicates that stolen funds have been moved into top DeFi protocols, compound and I don't know say it's AVE. Um, so it's an E. RC seven 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 token vulnerability. So this is insane. I'm not going to go over exploit, but I'm going to talk about centralization because ultimately this is a fault of centralization. Um, this it's insane. This this is actually insane. This is insane. Um, we, uh, I I do think there's so much potential for the decentralized finance space, but if again, you know, we, and and 
you know, what I was mentioning earlier about central banks um, providing, you know, you know, challenging Bitcoin, um, they're going to be coming after this space as well, they're coming after all cryptos ultimately. Um, but Bitcoin is the main player, but DeFi as well, just because um, think of this from a retail bank perspective and a central bank perspective. Central bank has negative interest rates. Um, that means that retail banks can only provide something like a couple, a couple basis points, a hundred, a couple hundred basis points above, um, above a central bank. What a, what, what how are they going to compete with a DeFi space that is, you know, um, relatively resistant, much more resistant or, or, or very secure in terms of, um, which is which will probably come in the future in terms of you know these hacks. Um, that's providing interest rates of five percent and upwards, ten percent. I saw ten percent this week from from a from a company. I mean, it's insane. You're getting interest of ten percent on uh, on your crypto, on your money, or for 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 um, for staking a, t- a stable coin. That, that's that's pegged to the dollar. That's insane. You know, that's you know, cent- you know, central banks, retail banks could only dream of doing that at the moment. That's not going to happen because interest rates aren't going up anytime soon. They probably should have gone up, but they're not. It's not going to happen. Just what's happening now. So, um, it's it's weird. It's a very weird. We're in this weird middle time at the moment uh, with DeFi and uh, and central banks. Just everything really. We're in we're in a bit of limbo at the moment, just with everything going on. But um, but yeah, that's it for the video today, guys. So we're gonna move on to the end screen, and um, again, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow wherever you consume this content. Um, again, do take a look at Tezos. Do take a look at U.S. oil. I do think there is a lot of potential there. Um, Bitcoin is very choppy. We need it trading above the 50-day moving average, however, um, successfully, and we would like to see a run to 10k. Um, Stay safe. Hope you have an amazing day and we shall speak very soon in the next video. Wishing you guys all the very best.